Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of From the Lobby with Jack O'Donnell, a podcast that gives listeners a behind-the-scenes look at New York State government with Jack, managing partner of O'Donnell & Associates, a lobbying firm that helps clients all over the country navigate New York politics. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications at O'Donnell & Associates. Today, we continue our banter on the New York State budget a $216 billion spending plan recently unveiled by the governor. But before we dive into this year's approval process, we thought we'd provide some historical perspective, a look back with Jack, a lobbyist and history buff. Hi, Jack. Hi, Joanna. Uh, I think it's good to take a few minutes to kind of understand how we got here and understand the budget process. It really, dictates so much of uh, how state government is run and and it's where decisions are made. So it's good we're having this conversation. Yeah, well, going back to the beginning, New York State created its first executive budget in 1927, essentially giving the governor the first crack at a state spending plan. Yeah, the, the budget process as we know it now really goes back to Al Smith, um, who was first elected governor in uh, 1916 and then again in, in 1920. Um, Al Smith, um, when he came to office, thought that the executive um, the executive of the state was a mess, and it was. Uh, not only did we elect our governor, um, but we elected uh, a highway uh, superintendent, we elected canal directors, we elected a lot of um, individual electeds who had say over their own their own budget. And so Smith helped change that. Um, he advocated for a constitutional amendment in 1925 that consolidated all the executive functions basically under the governor. Uh, and then two years later, another constitutional amendment that really set up the budget process that we have today. Um, when Smith did this, it really was the progressive era um, and it, the changes that he brought in New York were soon copied um, across the country and really went a long way towards the development of, of New York State over the last century. Well, there's a well-known quote, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. It's been known to ring true. So what were some of the notable lessons learned from these past state budgets? I, I think we sort of really have learned a lot over um, over the last few years about the budget and, and gotten to a point that hopefully is, um, you know, a, a bit more transparent and certainly more productive. I, I think one of the biggest issues um, that we've seen is um, when you examine the budget is what does revenue look like? Um, knowing how to spend money really uh, depends on how much money you have to spend. Um, I spent years working for the New York State Comptroller, uh, and, and the Comptroller used to say that really the difference between a, a, a good year uh, with the state budget and a bad year was um, um, individuals deciding to buy five Christmas presents for their kids uh, or nieces and nephews rather rather than three. Um, and trying to predict that uh, 12 months in advance is, is really hard to do. And so over the last few years, the state has come to this point where we now agree on something called the Consensus Economic and Revenue Forecast Report. And that's basically an agreement by the governor, um, by the legislature, by the budget chairs, in how much the state has to spend. And that's gone a lot, long way towards um, having a better budget process. 
Well, the budget is due April 1st. It's a deadline that not every state legislature or governor has been able to meet over the years. Who went the longest without approval? Well, the, the longest budget uh, process we've seen in recent history was in 2004. Um, that year, the budget process went a startling 133 days late. Uh, but that was really um, kind of par for the course for the, I don't know, 20, 15 years before that. In the 90s, we had a number of times where um, 126, 125, 104, um, where the budget really went pretty late. But that 2004, um, which is a significant year in, in, in the state budgeting, but really that was the longest. So more recently, budgets have been generally on time. What changed? Well, the biggest thing that changed is that in 2004, there were some um, decisions by the New York State Court of Appeals. Um, two big cases, um, Silver v. Pataki and Pataki v. Assembly, um, were consolidated and, and decided that year by the Court of Appeals. Um, Shelley Silver, as, as everyone will remember, was the longtime speaker of the New York State Assembly. Um, someone who just recently passed away, um, <laughs> passed away in um, in prison for corruption. Um, and George Pataki was the three-term governor, um, frankly, the last governor to leave uh, not under a cloud. And they had um, really kind of an epic um, budget battles over the years. And um, these decisions in 2004 came down to, to basically um, the Court of Appeals, the highest court in New York, finding that the, the legislature's powers with the budget were really limited to approving or disapproving. And that once they approved, they could not then um, pass their own bills um, or change the way that, that state spending was. So, you know, that's why 2004 was a big year and why a lot of this changed. The, the other big thing that changed um, was Andrew Cuomo. Uh, Andrew Cuomo came in as, as governor in 2010. And first and foremost, Andrew Cuomo cared a lot about having on-time budgets. Um, that in and of itself was significant. Um, Andrew Cuomo's father um, in 1992 was um, prohibited or, or, or bluffed out of running for governor for president of the United States in, in part because of a late budget in Albany that he was forced to um, forced to stay there and stay in Albany rather than campaigning across the country. So this was something really important to Cuomo and, and he brought that um, to the case and also brought a, a strong political mandate that, that helped force uh, on-time budgets. Yeah, he campaigned on it, an on-time budget. Despite legislative approval, can the governor have a final say with her veto pack? Absolutely. Even after the, the budget has been approved um, by the legislature, um, the governor still has some, some room to do line item budgets. Um, really, um, that's been used sparingly. Um, Pataki used it, Cuomo used it uh, to a certain extent, but primarily on um, expenditures that perhaps hadn't been um, uh, money that hadn't been spent when the budget was proposed and then had been after you know by the time it was approved and you know things that had changed over those four months so it's only been used sparingly so what if any clues are there for this year's budget well i think when you look back um historically at the budget the the biggest fights have been either about cuts right whether those are cuts in in health care or uh, employment or um, whatever those look like, because you have people who are cut fighting back hard. 
um, or tax increases. And, and obviously the people who are forced to pay more um, also fight back pretty hard. And so one of the things I would say for this year is that uh, the $216 billion budget that Governor Hochul has, has proposed uh, doesn't include many cuts and doesn't include many tax increases. Uh, and sort of the third leg of that stool is that it doesn't include a lot of policy. Andrew Cuomo was uh, somewhat famous or at least infamous for jamming policy um, proposals into the budget because the governor does hold hold that sway. Governor Hochul has, has been, um, at least so far, um, less insistent on doing that. And so that means um, without a lot of policy, without a lot of tax increases and without a lot of cuts, um, there's not as much to fight about. So I think we might see uh, some relatively smooth sailing this year. All right, well, we shall see, of course. Thank you, Jack, for that interesting look back. We look forward to another From the Lobby episode as we continue to watch the budget process unfold in Albany. Until then, check us out on the web. We're at O'Donnellsolutions.com. And for weekly updates on what's happening in New York State and Washington, D.C., sign up for our weekly newsletter, Monday Morning Memo. It'll go right in your inbox every Monday morning, and you can find that sign up on our website again, O'DonnellSolutions.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell.